0: Welcome back to the Making the Madness College Basketball podcast. I'm Jonathan Warner, and today we are discussing the Big East Conference. Uh, we're doing the full breakdown 1 to 11. There are now 11 teams in the Big East. Uh, UConn has been added, but they will not be the favorite. That belongs to Villanova. Sean, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great once again. You know, I'm just ready for college hoops to start. I've missed it. I've watched One Shining Moment videos like at least a thousand times, and you know what? I'm ready.
0: We are ready for this season to begin. We're going to start out with Villanova. Uh, they're the team to beat. They're pretty much a consensus top three team. Uh, I think they're third among the teams. Most people have Baylor or Gonzaga at one or two, but Villanova certainly certainly going to be good as well. Uh, this is team... They return a lot of pieces, Colin Gillespie's back, he's going to be a superstar, Justin Moore I think takes a step forward and is a solid guard option, Uh, up front Jermaine Samuels, Jeremiah Robinson Earl are going to be really good, Uh, and then obviously we'll see what we can get out, they can get out Brian Antoine or uh, Caleb Daniels, but certainly this is going to be a talented, at least top six, top seven man rotation that's going to lead them, to probably another Big East title.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jay Wright, what a job he's done at Villanova. They're one of the best teams in the country once again. His style of just playing tough, shooting threes, it's just crazy how he's been able to be this consistent, and it's going to continue. I mean, they're getting so many good recruits. This year they have Colin Gillespie coming back, had 15 a game last season, really good shooter, really good facilitator, one of the toughest players in college basketball. Justin Moore is one of the more underrated players in college basketball. He, he was a bottom end of the top 100 recruit, but he's just such a talented guy. He shot 40% from three last season. He's a good defender. He just fell under the radar. 11 points a game last season, to be exact. But obviously, his team's losing one guy, and it's a big guy. Sadiq Bey was the best player on this team last season replacing him is going to be tough, but the guys that'll be tasked with that kind of role of replacing Sadiq for production is going to be Brian Ant- uh Caleb Daniels, to transfer from Tulane. And what one of uh, Cole Swider, Brandon Slater can do both. Those guys are talented. I don't expect either of them to be a star, but they can play solid roles. They'll both be decent role players, but this team, in my opinion, they can just go over the top with Brian Antoine. If he can do what he did in high school, Right now, you're kind of not expecting much out of Antoine, at least most people, so you're almost playing with house money. If you get anything out of him, you're going to be thrilled, and Brian Antoine, just watching him in high school, was one of the most talented scorers in that 2019 class, dealt with injuries last season. Antoine's such a talented guy. He's going to have a fantastic season for the Wildcats.
0: Yeah, let's certainly hope he's able to be healthy, but certainly Gillespie's just really solid at the point guard. Justin Moore going to take a step forward like you you know what you're getting out of those guys if you can get 10 a game from brian antoine you take that because the rest of this roster and up front as well jermaine samuels is really solid and jeremiah robinson earl is someone that last year i think a lot of people were projecting him to be a lottery level talent he didn't quite reach that ceiling but he's a kind of undersized five man that just he can space the floor if needed. He can play inside. He's going to be really good as well. This, this team is just loaded once again and they can win a third national championship for Jay, Wright.
1: Yeah. Jay, Wright's Slowly getting into a league company. I mean, I think there's only eight or nine guys who have won three national championships, right?
0: Yeah. I think the number is eight. I think it's eight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bob Knight, Rick Pitino, maybe. Pitino, no. yes. Pitino, yes. Uh, well, Cal Do has, they count uh, vacated they count Cal- titles? Oh no, you're right. So Pitino probably doesn't. Ah, uh, uh, Roy Williams for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Wooden. Smith. John Wooden, Dean Smith. Uh. Man, we're going to look really stupid to some people. But it's hard to figure this out. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Todd Golden. In the future. Yeah, yeah. it'll be there one day.
0: Okay. Uh, here it is. John Wooden. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike Adolf. Oh, Ray.
1: yeah, that's tough. That's tough.
0: Roy Williams. Jim Calhoun. Bob Knight. Ah, Calhoun, That's right?
1: That's the list. That's six? That's the list. Jeez. That's pretty elite company. How do we forget Coach K? Did we not mention That's... him? No, we didn't. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. That's embarrassing.
0: That is... That's a tough scene.
1: Uh... I hate to see it.
0: But... He's he's already on the Dean Smith list with two. Uh, Rick Pitino has two, uh, and that is including the one that's vacated. So Rick Pitino has one. So uh, we missed on that as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: also tough. See, you know, it happens. <laughs> that that's tough. Uh, yeah, someone that still on. needs Great. to win a national championship—that is Greg McDermott and Creighton. Marcus Zagorowski, probably the pre-se- is the preseason pick to win Player of the Year uh, by most places. I think Hi, I.
1: Ricardo would like Williams' brother. Half
0: brother. Uh, yeah. His other one is uh, Killian Tilly and Jalen Crutcher. Same family. Yeah. Uh. Zigorowski's fantastic. He's a real good passer, really good shooter, really good scorer. Like, he does everything. He's a superstar. Mitch Ballack's an elite shooter. Uh, you, don't, you can't name 10 better shooters in college basketball than Mitch Ballack. He's just that good from three. Denzel Mahoney stepped in and played a big role late in the season. Damian Jefferson's really solid, can play some small ball five. Uh, Christian Bishop, plays the five Jacob Epperson he missed last season he's going to be back Uh, he provides some production at the five uh, at least size just help them match up a little bit better with bigger teams so this is really you know solid Creighton team Uh, obviously I like them a little bit better with Tyshawn Alexander being in the fold but that's not the case he's off to the NBA Maybe the G League, maybe overseas, but he's not at Creighton this year, and they'll be tough. They lose their best defensive player, but they'll still be, I say, the number two team in the Big East.
1: Yeah, definitely. If Tyshawn Alexander was returning, I think they would have been a top five team for me in the country. Uh, Same for you, I'm guessing?
0: Yes. I I probably, if Alexander returns... I would have him first in the Big East. Yes. I might have them number one overall.
1: Oh, I don't don't know. uh, Gonzaga? Hello? Nah. Okay. But my my take on Creighton, Marcus Zagorowski, I mean, he's so good. I mean, I don't know how this guy's not talked about more in national circles. I feel like he's still so underrated. He had 17 a game last season, shot nearly 50% from the field and 42% from distance, solid defender, He's everything you could ask for in a guard. So good. I, Mitch Ballacks, and you mentioned how good of a shooter Ballack is. He's one of the better shooters in college basketball. That'll continue to be a big thing. And one of the bigger pieces is going to be Antoine Jones, a transfer from Memphis. He just never really got in the fold too much at Memphis, but he's a pretty, pretty highly touted guy. Transferred due to all the big name recruits Memphis was getting and decided to head to Creighton. He's a guy who could be sneaky and play a big role. And then you look at a guy who tore his ACL, uh, Rati, his last name starts with an A and I can't pronounce it, but he tore his ACL recently. He's a top 100 recruit. And then another top 100 recruit, Ryan Kalsbrenner. He's a seven footer who can play a big role. Him and Jacob Epperson will try to man down low, but you also can't sleep on Christian Bishop, who's more of a winger 4 man naturally, but Bishop's super athletic kind of reminds me of Kenny Wooten, the former Oregon standout there. Uh, the Blue Jays have a good team, and I think they could make a run in March Madness this year.
0: I agree. They'll make it. They'll make a run in March. I could see them being like a Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight type team. Uh, and if they make enough shots, maybe even the Final Four. Anything's possible.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Greg McDermott probably has his best team since he's been the head coach.
0: I, I would agree with that. Although, last season might have been their best team. But this will be the team poised to make the deepest run. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: moving on, our number three team, it's the Yukon Huskies. Brand new to the Big East. Uh, they're going to be really fun to watch this upcoming season. Uh, and... A large reason for that, James Booknight, he's a potential uh, league player of the year type of talent. Uh, He's going to be fantastic. Jalen Gaffney's coming back. Uh, Tyrese Martin, they got him eligible for this season. Tyler Pauly, Josh Carlton, going to be solid up front. Uh, Andre Jackson's, I think, going to be a really good player as a freshman. There's a lot to like with this team. And yeah. I think they'll be a team that can not only contend, uh, but win. You know, contend for being like a third place team in the Big East. I think they can, you know, finish like 12 and 6 in the league. Uh, maybe even you know contend with Creighton for second in the Big East. I think they have that type of ceiling. Uh, we'll see what they. Maybe they'll get a Cook a Cook back for later part of the season I'm skeptical on that but even without him I think they're really good
1: yeah definitely this Huskies team is probably the best one they've had since they won the championship in 2014 I mean Dan Hurley's done a great job constructing this roster James Booknight is a bona fide superstar I know looking at his stats from last year 13 points a game might not look crazy but you have to remember he was dealing with a suspension uh, stemming from an arrest in the offseason where he missed two games, took a while to get into the fold, and the lead guard on the team, Christian Vital, is still there. He's gone. No more Christian Vital. He's graduated. No Altari Gilbert. He uh, transferred to Wichita State. James Booknight is going to be the do-it-all guy for the UConn Huskies this season. He's a really good athlete. He shot nearly 35 percent from deep last season, which, you know, pretty good. I see him as, like, a Zach Levine-type player. Like, what Zach Levine came into in the NBA, not really what he was in college, but uh, Book Night's really good. And then you mentioned Andre Jackson. I think he could be one of the 10 best freshmen in this class. He's not a shooter at all, but he's a guy who can defend two through five. He's super athletic, one of the top athletes I've seen in a while. Jackson's a super talented guy. He'll have a big season. A transfer from Howard who had 20 points a game two seasons ago for the Bison, along with five assists, shot nearly 40% from deep. RJ Cole is a super talented guy also who will play a big role for this team. The guard duo of Cole and Booknight is going to be one of the best in the Big East. And then Adama Sinogo is a guy who I think eventually will steal the starting job away from Josh Carlton, a young freshman who is a defense first guy. And that might be what they need because Josh Carlton has been inconsistent throughout his career.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like the upside with Sunogo as well. This is going to be a really fun team to watch. Uh, so will my the number four team in this. Uh, it is the Seton Hall Pirates. Bryce Aiken uh, has returned to practice. The team will not be practicing. Uh, COVID shutdown. We'll see about their upcoming schedule. Uh, coronavirus just continuing to ruin college basketball. But we're not here to talk COVID about that. Set. Bryce Aiken coming over from Harvard. He's a All Ivy League player. He's a superstar uh, at the Ivy League level. We'll see what he can kind of do coming over. Uh, Sandro Malmakelisvili is a superstar inside. Uh, Jared Roden and Ike, Ike Obiagu. Uh, they'll play kind of the three, the four, and the five. Those uh, three. Uh, Miles Kale. We'll see if he can kind of get back to what he was kind of as a sophomore last year. He kind of tried to do too much. Uh, they also had to call Mace Molson. Uh, he's going to come in play the shooting guard. I like this Seton Hall team. They're going to be really solid. Uh, they're not going to have the same upside as they had a season ago, but I can see them finishing as high as third in the Big East, and I think they'll be in the NCAA tournament once again.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think hey, I think this is a good team, but I need to see it first. I mean, they lost more than just Miles Powell. Obviously, losing Miles Powell is significant, but you're losing Quincy McKnight, one of the better defenders in the conference last year, and Ro Gill, who was also one of the best defenders in the conference last year. When you're losing that kind of defensive ability and not really replacing it, you know that's pretty tough to deal with. Bryce Aiken's not going to be a def- good defender, kind of like Powell wasn't. But if Aiken can be healthy, I know people like to say, you know, Ivy League not good competition and all that, but he was good even when not facing Ivy League competition. Last year, in one of his few games he played in the Orlando Invitational against Maryland, he had 30. Like, Bryce Aiken's just a talented scorer who gets his own shots with ease, can shoot with ease. He's just such a good player. And, you know, he's like a carbon copy of Miles Powell almost. But yeah. the best player on this team. It's going to be Sandro Mamuchelisvili, as you mentioned previously. He broke his wrist, I believe, against Iowa yeah. State last season. Yeah, broken wrist. Yep. Oh, okay, that's right. And, and Mamuchelisvili?
0: They, they were good without him, but he's an
1: yeah. elite scorer. Yeah, he had 13 a game last season, shot 43% from deep. For a guy who's 6'11 and can shoot at that kind of clip, I mean – that He can score inside. He can score from the mid-range. He can shoot threes. He's a true three-level scorer. Could be a Big East Player of the Year candidate. I don't think that's that crazy to say. And then you look at Tyree Samuel, who's a guy I think could break out. I think Kevin Willard likes him a lot and I think he'll play him a lot. Kevin Willard loves adjusting his lineup uh, to call Molson. Obviously, a few seasons ago at like Canisius had 16 a game, I believe. A below-average shooter that season, but you know, Let's see if he developed that in a season sitting. But uh, Ike Obiagu, or Ike Obiagu, whatever you want to say it, he's going to be tasked with the large role of replacing Ro Gill, who was kind of, I feel like, the unsung hero of the team last season. He was blocking shots with ease. I think he had to re-block the game last year. He could throw down lobs. Obiagu needs to pick up some of the, you know, slack left behind by Gill.
0: Definitely. Moving on. Number five in the list, it is the Providence Friars. This team, I think kind of flying under the radar. David Duke is back. Uh, He should maybe go by Dave Duke, uh, as mentioned, but he's going to be a really good player this upcoming season. Uh, He's an outstanding player. A.J. Brees, we saw him as a freshman just make every single shot he took early in the season, and then he's kind of fallen off, but maybe he can return to... That level of shooting. Jared Bynum, the transfer from St. Joseph, is really solid. We'll see what they can get Greg Gantt. Uh, Nate Watson's gonna be a really solid big man. This is gonna be a really solid Providence team. Uh, we'll see what they can get out of their play. Their you know four spot. Uh, they'll see what Jared Bynum can kind of do transferring over. Maybe Bryson Gudine can help. But I think this is an NCAA tournament team without a doubt.
1: I agree. Ed Cooley has another great squad in his hands, obviously, losing Alpha Diallo and Luwani Pipkins is going to be significant. But Duke is a fantastic player. He shot 42% from three last season and is one of the top defenders in the conference. He's a really good athlete, and he he really just showed how good he was last season, Was took a huge jump as a sophomore, and I think this is his last season at Providence. I think he'll be a first-round pick next year, possibly. A.J. Reeves, I mean – I love A.J. Reeves' talent. It's just because the inconsistency, that's the thing with Reeves. If he can be consistent, he's going to be a really good player for this team. All the talent's there. The athleticism's there. But he just took a step back in a big way last season and would love to see him revert to his previous form the year before, which was his freshman season. But you look at some transfers. You mentioned Jared Bynum coming in from St. Joe's. He was really good as a freshman there. Let's see what role he could play. For the Friars, Bryson Gadeen, another guy who could play a good bench role. But Noah Hortler, a transfer from North Florida who sat last season, he was the leading scorer for the Ospreys a few years ago in the A-Sun. I think that Hortler is going to play a huge role for this team, and he'll need to with his scoring ability. And then Nate Watson's going to be the man down low, a very big bruising guy. Uh, you know, Rebound, defense, and putbacks is what Nate Watson's specialties are.
0: Yes, uh, this is going to be a solid Providence team, uh, and I think they make the tournament. Unlike the number six team, I think there's a clear gap from Providence at five <laughs> to Marquette at six. DJ Carton yeah. coming over from Ohio State. Going to be a fantastic player. A star. He's a star. Uh, he's good at Ohio State in his freshman year. I think he's going to take a step forward I think he's found a good fit at Marquette uh and he'll he'll be asked to score a lot because there's not a lot around him Kobe McEwen is solid at times uh he can be a you know high level scorer he can also disappear off the face of the earth you don't know what you're going to get out of him uh Jamal Kane uh Theo John they're kind of Role players, Dawson Garcia, we'll see what they get out of him as a freshman. There's there's a lot to like in the future with this team. Uh, they'll get Jose Perez at some point uh, in the future, but I like the future of this program. I just don't like the team, at least this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a little higher on the Golden Eagles than you uh, are. D.J. Carton could be an All biggies East player. I think he will be. It's just is he going to be first or second team? Uh, obviously, last season he left Ohio State in conference play due to mental health issues. Which obviously, if you know me, you know that's a big thing for me. So, props to him for doing that. that will uh, get you a lot of respect from it. But in general, he's just a really good player. Great athlete. Really good shooter. Defending is one of his better abilities. He attended a game as a freshman for Ohio State. He could have around 15 this season for Marquette with ease, I feel like. Obviously, replacing Marcus Howard, the all-time leading Big East scorer, is an impossible task to fill. It's just, You can't do it. He's just, he was just so good. He shot 40% from deep every season at Marquette. But another guy who left unexpectedly, I guess you could say, is Brennan Bailey, who I, it's unexpected that he left, but when you look deeper into it, it makes sense. He was 22. He is 22, I believe, because he did a LDS mission. So he was two years behind his class when going into college. So he was already older. He's a 6'8 wing who can shoot. He'll play pro somewhere. So it made sense for him to leave. He didn't want to be graduating at or uh, playing his final season of college basketball at 24, limiting his professional opportunities. So it makes sense. And then Theo John. One of the better defenders in the conference but add nothing on offense. He is a liability on offense, but an elite defender. Dawson Garcia is not going to be very good for this team, but as a whole, I think you're right. Marquette's going to struggle this season. I don't see them as a tournament team, but DJ Carton could carry them to that status, at least bubble status.
0: Moving on, another bubble team, maybe, probably not even close to the bubble. It is St. John's. I uh, like the... Program that Mike Anderson is building. Uh, he adds in uh, four-star freshman Pasha Alexander. I think is going to be solid. Rashim Dunn, uh, Greg Williams Jr. Those are really solid players. And Julian Champagne, Champagne, I forget Champagne. how you say it. Champagne. I think he's going
1: like to like the
0: coin. Champagne, champ Penny, Champagne. Champagne.
1: Champagne yeah that one i think
0: he's going to prove himself to be a really good player i think he takes a step forward uh they lose figueroa they lose mustafa Heron. that limits their upside but i like the pieces around this team i like the pieces i don't think they're a tournament team i won't say that but like i can see them winning some games and surprising some people and finishing like 6th in the big east i could see it
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. Like, Mike Anderson, obviously coming from the Nolan Richardson uh, 40 Minutes of Hell uh, coaching style. And one thing with Mike Anderson, can you tell me what in his head coaching career, UAB, Missouri, Arkansas, and now St. John's, what has he never done? Lose. He's never had a losing season. He's had two seasons of a 500 record, but every other season he's had a winning record there's not many coaches you can say that he's been at four different schools right yeah four different schools and he's never had a losing record that's pretty incredible this shows how good of a coach he is and quite underrated to be honest with you but this st john team has talent and we could be underrating them a bit i wouldn't be surprised Penny looks to be a future star josh Roberts is a really good defender down low obviously you mentioned posh alexander uh bulky guard who is exactly what Mike Anderson wants from a guy. Same thing with Rasheem Dunn. If you're going to play for Mike, Mike Anderson, you need to buy into his system, and Rasheem Dunn did just that last season. Marcellus Arlington could be a good player this season. They add Arnal- Arnaldo Toro, a transfer from George Washington. But the two biggest keys for this team, in my opinion, are Juco transfers Vince Cole and Isaiah Moore. Cole was a really good scorer at Juco last season. And I expect him to lead this team in scoring. And one other guy I uh, want to mention here is David Carraher. He had 16 a game two seasons ago at Houston Baptist. He really struggled last season. But obviously Houston Baptist plays a style run running gun and play no defense. But Carraher, if he could be even close to what he was a couple seasons ago at Houston Baptist, he's a guy who could fall under, under the radar for this team.
0: I agree. This This is... A team they're gonna get out they're gonna press teams they're gonna play tough defense uh I think the offense is kind of the area of concern but they'll win games they'll definitely win games they'll beat up on the Mike Anderson Pauls yeah. and Georgetowns of the world so I like this team and
1: I know agree.
0: this team's still dependent on waivers uh Mm -hmm. Adam Kunkel has applied for one. Ben Stanley uh, will look to get one. We'll see about that. Uh, Assuming if they don't get waivers, it's the Kiki Tandy show, Paul Scruggs. uh, There's not a lot to like with this team. But with those waivers to Kunkel and Stanley, that's where this team can maybe have some NCA tournament upside. At least that's how I see it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're 100% right. It's depending on waivers. Obviously, you're losing point forward, Nadia Marshall. You're losing Quentin Gooden, but that's addition by subtraction. He just was really bad last season. And then Tyreek Jones, though, is the biggest loss on this team. He, he He's like Montrez Harrell, download, like so no talented, bruising big, rebound on anybody Play tough defense. He's just a guy you cannot replace. But they do have a solid replacement for him in Zach Fremantle, a vastly different player who can shoot threes. He's a tough guy, good defender, solid athlete, uh, underrated athlete for sure. Fremantle's going to be a really good player and one of the more underrated players in this conference. If Kunkel can get a waiver, though, that's huge. He had 16 a game for the Bruins last season. In Belmont, he shot nearly 40% from deep. And then Ben Stanley was one of the top ten scores in the country last season for the Hampton Pirates. Uh twenty two a game. He's not much of a shooter. He's not a much of a defender, but he really can feel his way down low. He's six six, but he's bulky for a six six guy, super strong. He's he can score at this level. Not twenty two a game, but he could do twelve to fifteen, I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And especially the touches he'll be getting at Xavier uh, if he does play this season. Because the the roster is kind of bleak, but you had Stanley, you had Kunkel. That's two really good mid-major scores that should translate to the high-major level pretty well. I think that's going to be big for Xavier and keep them kind of afloat. Because right now, no waivers for those two, not high upside for this team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Paul Scruggs, though, should those two not get a waiver? Paul Scruggs could be one of the top players in the conference just as a volume he's going to get. He's a really good wing shooter, but I mean, if those two don't get a waiver, it's not going to be a good season for Xavier.
0: Definitely not. Uh, another team, I think, it, in this tier of teams that could potentially compete for the bubble, but. Uh, On the outside looking in, it is the Butler Bulldogs. Uh, Aaron Thompson's back. I think he's a high-level glue guy. He's a good defender. He's not a good shooter, but he runs the point really well, finds teammates. He's a real good point guard. Uh, They've got Jair Bolden, Miles Tate coming in. Uh, Tate's the freshman. Uh, Bolden, South Carolina transfer. Uh, Those two are going to be solid options on offense. They have Christian David. Uh, I really like Bryce Enzi. I think he's going to be in for breakout season. Uh, and Bryce Golden obviously saw it down low. Uh, they're just missing that go-to score. Uh, they had it last season with Kamar Baldwin. And that's when the team was the top 25 team at the end of the season. This year they don't have that go-to score. I think if they can find maybe Jair Bolden is it. Probably not. Uh Maybe it's Bryant Sinzi. If they can find that go to score though, this team is dangerous. But Yeah, they don't I agree. Have that.
1: They Yeah, they don't have that at all. Uh you're losing Kamar Baldwin. You're losing Sean McDermott also. They just don't have guys who can shoot. Jair Bolden can shoot. He shot nearly forty percent last season for the South Carolina Gamecocks. But besides him, they don't have shooters at all. Like Aaron Thompson, he's one of the better guards in this conference but he shot seven percent from three last year and like 54 percent from the line like that he's not a shooter but he's a really good player he doesn't have to be a shooter bryce enzi and bryce golden though that's going to be if this team can win that's gonna be what carries them the forces of them down low Enzi, enz i i'm I'm with you i think enz is going to be a big breakout this season maybe he can extend his range a little more and hit some threes more consistently but he's a really good player good defender can score down low, good rebounder. Bryce Golden, too, the brother of Richmond, uh, big man Grant Golden. But Bryce Golden, you know, he he's a really He's one of the better offensive bigs in this conference, I feel like. But he's also not a guy who can stretch it out and shoot threes, which this team is very much lacking. I think that if Jair Bolden can be the main guy for this team, that would be massive. And one thing to consider – is with the free year of eligibility, you know, is Bo Hodges going to apply for a waiver, and will Bo Hodges get a waiver? He's also not a shooter, but that's just another piece of depth. A good defender, a good athlete. He had 12 a game for East Tennessee State last season, who won the So the SoCon with ease, a 31 team. Bo Hodges may be playing this season. We'll have we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, uh, if he plays, that would certainly help their depth and rotation, and. That would be huge for the team. They need him. 100%. Uh, yeah, a team with good depth, uh, I would say at least from what we're used to seeing, uh, that is DePaul. Uh, they have Charlie Moore at the point. He's he can, he can make shots. He can make plays. He's a good passer. Uh, not elite, but he's a solid point guard. I uh, think they're still waiting on... A, Waiver for Javon Freeman Liberty, but I think he'll probably get it. And at the end of the day, he'll be a really solid player at the two. Uh, Marquise Jacobs, I think, is a good player as well. Can kind of run the points, maybe take some touches away from Charlie Moore and move him off the ball. Uh, Romeo Weems is going to be—he's going to be a breakout star. He's kind of a mm-hmm. perfect small ball four level player, Jalen Butts down low. He can't make free throws. Uh we've seen that. But oh. this is this is a bulb team. They have talent. I'm not saying they're gonna be competing for an NCAA tournament. Uh they're not gonna be competing for a top twenty five ranking. None of that's gonna happen. But they can surprise some people, be solid. I think that's you know, maybe even compete for seventh in the Big East or something like that I there's a there's a scenario where that happens it's unlikely they'll probably finish 10th or 11th in the Big East but you never know
1: the talent yeah this team is yeah this team is far more talented than we have them but I mean do we have a reason to be bigger on them than their talent like I mean like this is probably a top five team in terms of talent in this conference but there's no reason to think that they're going to do that because continu- continuously they've just disappointed. I mean, Dave Leto is not a good basketball coach. He got an extension from the AD who was retiring, so it's kind of like, I think like a, I, you know, that's kind of, he's going to get fired after this year probably. I, he has to, you think, right? Yeah. I would think I mean, so, sure. at least. Yeah, and I mean, this team, talent-wise, you're right. Charlie Moore's really talented, a good shooter, good passer. Ray Salnay from Monmouth, I think he's going to run some point so they can get Charlie Moore some shots off the ball. Javon Freeman-Liberty has yet to receive a waiver, but he's a really talented scorer down low, was the leading scorer for the Valpo Crusaders last season. And Romeo Weems is one of the breakout players in the country. He's going to be a first-round pick next season, I feel like. An elite defender, he can shoot. He's a crazy good athlete. I like a lot of what Romeo Weems does. Then you have Jalen butts, like you mentioned, he's a steady guy down low could have a double double per game this season poly Polycap, cap uh really cool name playing for depaul gotta like that, that's something there and the it just overall this team's talented, but they're i mean they're probably going to disappoint again. they have uh cor Corvici a. McCauley, macaulay a d two transfer I believe he's another guy who could play a good role for this team he's a good shooter but I I just don't think this team's going to be that good just because of the coaching.
0: Yeah, it's hard to trust Dave Lee now. Uh, The next team, I don't think actually has all that bad of a coach uh, in Georgetown. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. Patrick Ewing, not a bad coach. Terrible with player personnel management. Yeah. Terrible. That's fair. That's, That's where he loses it. Uh, Jalen Harris, uh, he's transfer from the or Arkansas. He was not really impactful there. He might be the point guard. Uh, if not, it's Javon Blair, who, as we've seen, is not really all that great. And he's just not that great. Uh, Jamarco Pickett, he's someone I think he'll he'll probably lead the team in scoring. uh Quattus Wahab, good name. Uh he's a good player down low. There there's like there's players that are solid, but the team's not good. The team's just not good. That's yeah. There's there's not I enough mean, talent. Your best player can't be mm-hmm. a 6'11" shot blocker. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no way this Ends well for Georgetown. Just no way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, this might be Patrick Ewing's last season for Georgetown. Maybe not because he's kind of the last link to the Thompson family, I guess, still at Georgetown. Maybe they don't want to get rid of that era just yet. But, I mean, Patrick Ewing's issue has been the inability to keep players. Is it he can't relate to players? They don't trust him? I don't know what it is, but losing Max McClung, losing James Akinjo, losing Galen Alexander, losing Myron Gardner, losing Josh LeBlanc, Omer seven leaving early. Like, at some point, you've got to think it's on the coach, less than it's about the players not wanting to be there. The blame has to go somewhere, and I think it's on Patrick Ewing. You know, he seems like a nice guy, but maybe he's just not a good coach uh, uh, to the players. Maybe he doesn't talk them up the right way. Maybe he just can't relate to them. That'll happen sometimes. Uh, it's unfortunate, but maybe it's time to move on. It's going downhill fast. But Jamarco Pickett's a really good player. He could average 15 for this team just due to how much he's going to shoot the ball, probably. Javon Blair's a solid player. Donald Carey coming in from Siena. He's a solid shooter. But uh, Quadis Wahabi mentioned. Chaudier Bile, a transfer from Northwestern State, also spent some time at Bradley, and I believe Juco or D2 or something also at some point. Uh, uh, Timothy. Igo Hefe is another player who could do something this year. He's another big man. But overall, this Georgetown team's without a doubt going to be the worst team in this conference. I agree. Uh, now time to get into
0: Player of the Year, I have Zagorowski. I think he, his ability to score, to pass, uh, to put up numbers is just going to put him over the top.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that pick right there. Marcus Zagorowski will be the conference player of the year, in my opinion. Uh,
0: The next one is coach of the year. I went with Dan Hurley. Uh, I just think his ability to come into the UConn program, make them kind of the put them back on the map, put them back in the NCAA tournament. They have a talented team in James Booknight. Uh, They have... My freshman of the year, spoiler alert, uh, Andre Jackson, who's going to be a really solid player at the guard spot. Uh, This team's just built to win this year, and not only will they win this year, but I think this is a big season for the UConn Huskies, and Dan Hurley's going to win coach of the year because of it.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. I'm going with Jay Wright just because Villanova might be the best team in the country, uh, and Jay Wright, you know, he earns a respect of his fellow coaches, but a sneaky one could be Mike Anderson also, but I'm going to pick Jay Wright.
0: Yeah, if Mike Anderson, if any coach of a team from that 6-10 to 10 range makes the NCA tournament, I would probably go with that, but
1: maybe it's Dave Laidow's here. Oh, God. Dave Lato, man. Don't get me started.
0: Uh, I'm going with Andre Jackson, my freshman of the year. Uh, that was next up on the awards. Uh, who's your freshman of the year?
1: I think you know the answer to that. It's Andre Jackson. Andre Jackson, top ten freshman in the country this season in terms of production. You, I mean, this is a pro-Andre Jackson podcast.
0: I I do want to put a shout out to Caleb Daniels. I was considering him, and then I saw. Are we going to have the same one for this? We are, aren't we? I saw who you put, so I'll let you explain why it's DJ Carton. He's my pick okay. as well. Yeah. But I stole him yeah. from you DJ after Carton. originally having Caleb Daniels.
1: Hey, that's fine. You know what, I, I stole Myron Jones from you, so you can steal DJ Carton from me. I love DJ Carton. I mean, what's not to love about this kid? He can shoot. He's a great defender. He can pass. He's a really good asset. He had one of the better dunks. I don't remember who they played. I don't know if you remember the dunks, but it was a pretty sick dunk uh, last season. Not that this has anything to do with that, but he's a really good player. He could have 15 plus per game this season, three or four assists, couple boards, playing good defense for a Marquette team. I like DJ Carton a lot.
0: Okay, and now the f- final one. Uh, it is. The most improved player?
1: I'll I feel like go. we're going to have the same one here, too. Uh, Brian Antoine, for me. I think just in terms of last season, it was a lost season for Antoine. He got into a decent amount of games, but never got into the fold. It was dealing with a hip injury, I believe. If he can be fully healthy, Brian Antoine could be one of the better players in the country in this conference.
0: Uh, that is not even close to why I was going. I'm going Jared Roden. I think
1: he's going to step pick.
0: forward. He's going to become a kind of go-to-ish guy for Seton Hall. So I, I have him being my uh, most improved player.
1: I don't even think we mentioned him when we were talking about Seton Hall, did we?
0: Maybe a little.
1: Yeah, I don't, we didn't talk about Jared Roden enough. That We can talk about now. Jared Roden is a really good player. I like Jared Roden a lot. He's a guy who can play two through five, Really? I think he's going to improve as a scorer this year. He's just a good glue guy who I think has high upside to be more than a glue guy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like love Jared. that pick. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I well, that agree. will wrap it up for the Big East preview. Uh, we'll be back. Either discuss the SEC or the Pac-12,
1: uh, whichever one is next. But stay tuned.